She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. The day I met Mick, I left the bar with another guy. I want it to be on the table. Hormones are a bitch, aren't they? This is not the life I would have chosen, but Nick would always be the person. He's a sexual philanthropist. It is Vampire Diaries. I think it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hi. What is this energy you're bringing today? Well, my husband's being chaotic, so I'm trying to, like, be uh, mellow. (laughs) That's not a role I would cast you in. (laughs) No. Well, with Matt's agent of chaos lately, I kind of have to. Mm -hmm. The local neighbors um, have been petitioning for a sound wall at the new dog uh, shelter that's on the other side of, like, the back of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And every time they come through and ask him to sign the petition, he tells them in no, in no uncertain terms, and then goes into the whole thing about how they should have thought about that when they were talking about building it and how they voted for it. And like, (laughs) what kind of dog shelter? I don't think I understand. Like the Leak City Animal Shelter. Oh, it's in your neighborhood now? No. um, So they built it back where the... The police department is in League City. There's this big lot to, like, kitty corner to it. Uh And it's, um, like, there's this ravine between us and, like, a bunch of land between us and the shelter at the back of the neighborhood. But Mm -hmm. a good wind comes through and you hear all the animals, right? Ah. The sound just carries. But, Ah. I mean, they've been planning the shelter for a good handful of years. Right. And, I mean, we even had to vote on it in the last election. They needed to go down to their local planning committee, like the Bogans told yep. them. <laughs> yep. If you weren't happy Yep, you would have went down. The, it, it was in the planning yeah. committee. I mean. Um, I have a dog story, too. So <laughs> we we have a St. Bernard. Oh, and, I love Bailey. I've never uh, met they, Bailey, but I love Bailey. She's very lovable. Um, do you know what a group of St. Bernards is called? No. A floof. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, so she gets dirty, uh, mm-hmm. and her hair is long, so she needs a bath frequently. And really, she went a couple days past needing a bath, to be honest. And she had straight up syrup that had mohawked the top of her but hair. You live with stinky boys, so sometimes I'm Correct. sure it goes amiss. Correct, which is how she ended up with syrup mohawked <laughs> in her hair. Um, Sam? And so. Who knows? It was probably her. She probably saw leftover breakfast and was like, I'm going to have that. Yeah. Um, You can't keep her out of food because she's the height of the table. Right. So, like. Right. She doesn't even have to lift herself up. She's right there. Um, So, I gave her a bath yesterday. And, like, it did take a little bit to get her in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. But, like, it took Tom and I both to get her in the bathroom. But once I had her, like, in the tub. She stood there like a woman that had a, had a really long day and just needed that shower to wash all the cares oh, the, away. The souls, her, clear like, her souls. I was, of all I was waiting for her to like put a poll up and start. <laughs> she we have a like glass of wine and you didn't provide. Oh, I know. Um, we have like the boys have like a shower head that's like a monkey and it's like affixed to uh-huh. the wall so that they can like you know 
shower themselves. Um, and uh, so I had it going and she was just like letting it soak in and take her cares away. Clear her soul. (laughs) And then I blow dried her. And I'm sure she poofed out. And now she's shedding so bad. I bet that takes like an hour because that is a lot of hair. Yeah, I didn't get her all the way dried, um, but I got her really close, and um, I had to buy her a new brush, so we gotta, we've got we got hair everywhere right now. Oh, We're just I've broken it. brushes. Rocco had um, hair, not fur, mm-hmm. so if it knotted, we'd have to get the detangling brushes, but mm-hmm. I've broken brushes in his hair just because yeah. it just gets so... Yeah, it, yeah. Intense. So. Well, she's shedding right now anyway, so um, there's just hair everywhere. Like, I pulled out of her. Not with a brush, <laughs> but just, like, with my hands. Yeah. I pulled a small dog out of her this morning. I don't doubt it. I don't <laughs> doubt it. So, hey, so, uh, yeah, um, you want to talk about what we're talking about today? I'd love to. One, two, three. Royal We. Royal We. This is by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. And before you ask, this gets a five out of five for me. Yeah. And that is a rarity. I do not do that. Um, The sequel sequel is called The Air Affair. Yes. Which was fine. good. It was okay. I mean, I would... I gave it uh, four and a half stars. So I, I am on chapter I just, 27 in the audiobook because we are on a schedule. <laughs> Molly has not finished the book, but we've both read it several times. Several so. times. This is like my many, yeah. many call, you know. Yeah, lessons, I, so. this is four or five for me. Um, and like, we both love this book. Um, I... I believe that one of the people, Rachel, my friend Rachel, who's mm-hmm. in our book club, was the one that introduced me to it. I, I don't remember. It. I think she yeah. suggested it for one of our um, group. Reads. I don't. Did we read it as a group or did no, she just because like. I think she suggested it and then you and I jumped on it. Yeah. And nobody else wanted to read it. So you and I read it and just text back and forth furiously. Because well, that's what as, we do. As we do. Um, but it's such a good book. Um, and so I'm going to give a synopsis. Love it. Okay. American Rebecca Bexporter is attending Oxford University for a semester exchange program from her home college, Cornell. She is studying... By the way, I have issues with Cornell, but I also grew up less than 40 minutes from there, so I hear it all the time growing up. Seriously, you just scared the shit out of me. I was like, what the fuck happened? Um, okay, Bex, start over. My bad. <laughs> I'm giving poor April a heart attack. You legit did. <laughs> she is studying art history and fully intends to take the time away from her country, her parents, and her twin sister, Lacey, to immerse herself in British architecture. Instead, she finds herself immersed in the great love of her life, Nick, better known the world round as Prince Steve. Nicholas of Wales. Steve. Steve. Their story starts with a rain-soaked meat cute where Bex doesn't even notice the future king and carries through their seven-year love affair, which includes several obstacles, including aristocratic socialites, drunken nights sleeping with friends of their inner circle, and even Nick's own brother, Freddie. The book starts on starts on Nick and Bex's wedding day and takes you through the whirlwind of a relationship to see if the scandal hitting the tabloids on the big day will be enough to derail their love story for good. This book is hilarious love story as uh, is is a hilarious love story as charming as the prince himself. Facts. 
So, so I mean, I really love this book. I think the writing is so smart and witty. And I read this book when I wasn't really reading romance yet. Now, yeah. we all know April has dove head first. Into April romance loves now. romance. I love romantic books and I always have. But like, honestly, for this was one of the spiciest books I'd ever read because they have a cut to black sex scene. So, um, <laughs> and then, of course, now I've... I've matured. I've matured. You're um, grown up now. I mean, I was a grown up when I read that the first time. I already had a kid. It's not like I wasn't having sex. Like, no, it's a book. It, you're, you're, you're book age up. Yeah. Aged book wise. Now I'm becoming one of those like middle aged women with hot flashes <laughs> who reads romance God, novels by the pool. <laughs> you're getting them. I'm definitely going to get them. <laughs> Well, I I don't know that that's what's happening yet. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, this book begins at the end mm-hmm. and then flashes back to the seven years that Nick and Bex are together before the wedding day. Did you like this writing technique? I loved the beginning. You instantly are, def- you're defensive of Bex right away. You're mm-hmm. rooting for, you don't even know what's going on, mm-hmm. but you are instantly like, well, fuck that bitch sister of hers. I can't believe she did this. You we absolutely know- hate Lacey and you don't know anything about her. You don't even know anything about her. No, and then when they go back to the past, you then are like, you hear how much Bex loves Lacey. So you're like, oh, Lacey can't be that bad. And then Lacey gets worse and worse as time goes. And it's mm. like, but no, I like this. And I don't normally like when we're starting at the end and jumping back into the, pa- the beginning. Yeah. I normally don't like that in a book because... I don't, I'm not the person that jumps to the last page, reads the, Mm -mm. the, and I want to be surprised. Mm -hmm. So, but I like this. They did it, they handled it very well, I think. I think so too. And, um, I just want to say to quote our friend, Nurse Katie, uh, uh, Lacey is a twatapotamus. Like, Mm -hmm. she's just awful. Uh, but I think they did. Rex. Right. Just don't be an ass. Um, so, uh, I like that they flash back, especially because the story keeps your interest the whole time, and you mm-hmm. really don't know will they go through with it? Like, what will right. happen at the end? You also don't know what she did. Um, right. All but you know is that she's supposed to be marrying the prince. But you're automatically rooting for her and mm-hmm. Nick to be together, right? Yeah. So... I mean, that having meet, that meet cute right after that, is perfect. Yes, that it's meet perfect. cute is like, oh, it's so perfect. Um, it, it's Her story is the fairy tale that all Americans who do a study abroad want to have. We all lie and say that's not why we're going to England. That's why we fucking go to England. Beth and I used to when we were kids, and uh, do you remember when in the Teen Beats and all that when we were younger, they had Prince and Harry layouts, and Beth and I mm-hmm. talked about how like after she graduated, we would go over there, and she had dibs on Harry, and yep. I would get William, and it would just magically happen. I mean... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teen us would, uh, I mean, all teen girls did that back then. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad I didn't. Homeboy is balding and kind of an ass. <laughs> he, he's not an ass. I would not say he's an ass, but he is definitely not. I have feelings, feelings about Prince William. Okay, well, Angry. he's definitely not the uh, looker that he was in his. It's days. not even about his looks. It's about his behaviors towards his brother, about his sister, his sister in law, and just. I think a lot of that is tabloid nonsense. I think a lot of that is tabloid nonsense. I don't think that he 
that William and Harry were the problem. I think the problem was oh, Lydia think, and how they treated Megan. And I also think dad's part of the problem. Like, I think their father's always been part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I think he's always put a divide between those two. Yeah. I think, you know, I forgot to put this in like our notes and questions, but a lot of this book reminded me of, um, uh, red, white, and royal blue. There yeah. was just so much to it that was like, oh, this is really like the story of the boys. Um, yeah. Henry. Secretive, being, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, just the secrets. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so Bex and Nick meet, have a meet cute that is straight out of, well, a romance novel. Let's call yeah. it spade a spade. Is it believable that Bex wouldn't recognize Nick? Do you think you would recognize Prince William or Prince Henry if you met them? Well, first, she was exhausted. Prince Harry. I don't know why I put Harry, Henry, but it's yeah. Harry. Um, she was exhausted, right? Like, dead tired. Mm-hmm. She yeah. just got a plane and a what she wrote a plane a train and a bus right to get there um i think she took a she took a taxi Mm -hmm. she took it was a long journey yeah in exhaustion i we barely acknowledge our own spouses sometimes so for her to not instantly recognize the prince of england Mm -hmm. not surprising i mean they could have given even given her a heads up hey you're in the same bunk as the, the the future uh, king of England just kind of. I, I really surprised they never told her like that. I really don't think like realistically this story would be possible. Like no. they wouldn't just move somebody in there. No, that room would have been empty. And them having a dossier on her without her having any idea. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You have to consent to that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it, while it's unrealistic, it's adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. So do you think that if you met one of the princes, like if you saw them, that you would know it was them? In her situation, absolutely not. I totally would have been ignoring them too. I would have... I, I love that she talks about syphilis. <laughs> well, and like the first thing he says to her is like, you just came to England and you don't have an umbrella. And like, okay, I would have instantly been defensive and not want to be interacting with this guy. It's not First even all, worth having rude. an umbrella in England because it just you just need a raincoat. Right. Don't right. even worry about an umbrella. Right. Like, but the fact that, like, that was his first sentence, one of our, his first sentences to her, I would have been, like, pissy and not paying attention to duty there. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think that either of his PPOs would have actually let him answer no. the door. and been like, nah, brah, that's not happening. No. She um, could be an axe murderer. Like, I want to believe that if I saw one of the princes in person that I wouldn't, like, I might double take, like, was that, was that, but I think I would right. recognize them. Um, because I've been looking at their faces my entire life. Right. Um, and also because I'm a bit of an Angliophile and I do, I follow the royal family on, like, all right. social media. I, you know, I really, I love that stuff. Right. And I lived in England for six months because I love you know, the UK so yeah. much. So Which I want to believe that it would. I, I, I would hope I would, but put it in her situation in those like exact circumstances. I don't know if I'd be paying attention enough. Well, and I think about, that, like I, my mind would be just working on all the things I have to do once I get to my room, you know? Well, and I think that's just how, who Bex is. Like she was not there. She wasn't no. there thinking, Oh, I'm going to meet the Prince of England. She was there thinking, it's fucking wet, and I want to go inside. <laughs> right, right, and it's late, and I've been flying for fucking twenty four hours. And, yeah. yeah, 
All right, yeah. so I want to talk about the first night a little bit more. Okay. So Bex goes home with Clive that night. And I, okay, I want to, side note here, one of my favorite things about this book is how these women end chapters where you're like, what the fuck happens next? Like every right. chapter has a mini You don't want to stop. You don't want to stop. Yeah, and the chapter where we find out she goes home with Clive that first night, it ends with a line that's something along the lines of, the truth about the first night that I met Nick is that I went home with somebody else. Well, yeah, I went, well, yeah, like with one of his best friends or what's, I don't know. I think it's just, is. I think it's just somebody else. We'll look um, I think I have that one tabbed, but I'm pretty sure it's that it, she just says I went home with somebody he else. He held my gaze and excited sure ran up my spine. I wasn't there to get married, but I definitely were for real. But the, the truth of the story... The day I met Mick, I left the bar with another guy. Yeah, there you go. All right, so so this starts sort of a casual affair mm-hmm. um, before she actually ends up with Nick. And Nick is dating someone as well. Right. Um, a soci- so- I almost said sociopath. Another socialite. I mean, Clive um, is kind of a sociopath. Yeah, but uh, India Ballingsbrook isn't. She's just, you know, a India. rich kid. Yes, she's just a rich person. Uh, so given that we, what we know about Clive at the end, do you think that um, that he went for Rebecca because he sensed Nick wanted her? I think he really liked Bex. And mm. I, she was something new and fresh outside of their group. She was somebody that didn't know him and didn't come mm. up with him. It, mm-hmm. Didn't know about his brothers and how they treated him. They didn't. He, she has no histrionics. And that was a fresh page for him. And I think think, that's why he pursued her. I think you're on to something with the fresh page. I don't think it's because necessarily he thought Nick wanted her. I think he thought for the first time he's going to get there first. Right. Like, because he spends the rest of the book. Right. He spends the rest of the book sleeping with all of her cast, all of his cast offs. Like, that's what he does the rest of the book. He just sleeps with all the people that have already slept with Nick. Um, Including Bex Bex again. But he had Bex first, right? Right. and, you know, and it's a dibs thing, I'm sure, for in his mind, right? Like, well, she was mine first. Yeah. Um, I don't actually have this question here, but I know you wanted to talk about it, and I actually do think it's a good time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Well, okay. I've we'll already get, started it. Okay. Well, we'll get, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it. To we'll come back. All right. <laughs> I am a mess. All right. Uh, all right. Nick and Beck started falling in like... I'm not going to say right. love. They fell in like by watching the show Devour. Given the fact that they were both in a relationship at the time, was this time together appropriate? I think they were friends. I mean, yeah, they dug each other, but they didn't think the other person had feelings. And they both kept it very platonic. It wasn't like they were cuddling. It wasn't like they were emotionally cheating. It wasn't. I think it was innocent. And I think their friendship was purely innocent there from the beginning. And... I don't think anything was wrong with it. But imagine being Clive and living in the same dorm as them. And you know that every night, instead of spending time with you, she's spending time with another guy. And you but can Clive's hear them giggling. Friends. They I agreed know, it was casual. They agreed it wasn't anything serious. So Clive has but it, no right to be pissed that she's friends with another dude. But to... But when she figured out that he had caught feelings and he wanted more, she should have ended it. Right, but that was Bex being a coward. That wasn't. It was 100% her being a coward. But that doesn't mean what her, that is apples and oranges, in my opinion. Like, 
Clive's feelings for Bex, Clive should have been direct and to the point. If he really had true feelings for her and he truly wanted a relationship, he should have been like, look, you're spending time with the prince. It's bugging me. I really have feelings for you. I want something more. But he didn't. And he was a coward and didn't say anything and waited till the Fox Ween, which I love Fox Ween. But, mm-hmm. but him not saying anything, that means Bex, it gave Bex a free range not to say anything. Like, I feel like at this it's stage, all a problematic, you know, miscommunication. Like, life like was I, in your 20s and, you and know. And that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I feel like now that was an inappropriate relationship. But in your 20s, I think you just kind of live on whims and alcohol. I so. don't think, I don't think their friendship in the beginning was ever problematic. It was innocent. And neither Bex yeah. nor Steve had any issues. Like, they had no foul, like, they had no mm-hmm. bad intentions in mind. All right, so random question. Do you think there's an American show that Devour is actually based on? And if so, what show is that? I think it is Vampire Diaries. I think it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, well, that Buffy. makes sense, too. Buffy? Buffy. That would, Buffy would make sense, too. Well, when is this supposed to take place? The late 2000s? The early 2000s? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely Buffy, then. It's a thousand percent Buffy. But yeah. if it was set, like, more recent, then it would be Vampire Diaries, right? I've never actually seen Buffy. I just know enough about it. I'm it's sorry. Buffy. Like, your face looked like you were going to come through the camera and cut me that I've never seen You know seen how Buffy. I feel about Joss Wheaton's work. I'm not a fan of Joss much anymore. He disappoints me. But it's fine. That's all fine. heroes do eventually, I guess. Hmm. Anyway. All right. The first time Nick and Bex hook up. Oh, the first time they hook up. Oh and goodness. really start their relationship. They're both already completely in love with each other. At this of point. course. Right, so I want to so I want to talk about the scene at Thanksgiving. He made all of her favorite dishes to celebrate a holiday that he doesn't even celebrate. I've never heard of biscuit gravy, by the way. A biscuit uh, stuffing before. Stuffing. I don't know. Right. Stuffing. Biscuit stuffing. Which I'm, I'm guessing now because I'm guessing it probably instead of using like cornbread stuffing. Instead of cornbread, it's probably like if you the biscuit things, you know, like the pops, like the biscuit rolls that yeah. you like pop open. I'm guessing that's what it is. I've never heard of it either. Um, anyway, I just, I just weird. sort of love the fact we find this out later. I love the fact that when he called. Uh, he gets the Cracker oh, Jack recipe. Dad. and Oh, the Chex Mix recipe? Oh, the Chex Mix. That's what it was. And her dad was like, Hold you, he's in love with her. He's in love with her. He's in love with her. He's going to use the Chex Mix. He, he, you owe me what, he told his wife she owes him money, right? Something, yeah. I think that's adorable. I think it's a really cute scene. Um, it's like iconic to this book. Yes. Um, uh, I think, thought when I every time I read this I think that they have sex on the table but they don't actually have sex on the Thanksgiving table they don't right they they go into a bedroom but I I I want it to be on the table like I want that I want them to have needed each other so much at that point that they just rip each other's clothes off and do it right Right. there on the table like with the biscuit stuffing next to them Biscuit stuffing and all. Just rubbing it in. <laughs> no, mommy, I didn't mean like with the food. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Um, okay. Uh, what did you think about this whole scene? Oh, it's adorable. I, I, I mean, it was, a, we knew it was coming, right? We, mm-hmm. we knew there was a reason he was asking her out there. He wasn't just asking her out to be out there, you know? Yeah. And it just, um, it was, it was long time coming for the book, in my opinion. I- I like the way that they tell each other that they love each other. I like that she cracks, even though she like oh she just breaks and like yells it at him. And then when he's like, um, "I'm irrevocably in love with you," which is so Twilight, yes, fucking Twilight line. But um, what I didn't like about this scene is like her saying, "You're my best friend." Like you've known each other a minute. That is not your best friend. No, Nightbeck seven, seven years besties. Seven years down the road, they probably are best friends. But they met each other, and they're not best friends two months later. Right. No, that's that's nonsense. No. That's 20-year-old nonsense is what right. that is. Right. But, you know, when you're 20, everything feels urgent, right? It does, yeah. Everything that feels like the your life is ending, and you have to just, yeah. Hormones yeah. are a bitch, aren't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, um... Let's talk about Lacey. You are, side note, you're very distracted today. Are you okay? Oh, no. I was going through my notes from the episode on the audiobook. Oh, and, okay. Um, which is with Redhead Freddy has so many great little one-liners. Yeah. Um, like a uh, sexual philanthropist. Yeah. He's a sexual philanthropist. And um, medicinal misbehavior. Those nice. were like two italics. Quality. Quality. <laughs> like, and he's got little like zingers like that throughout mm-hmm. the book. And it was just, I wanted to talk I, about it. I was misremembering that he didn't meet her the day after they had sex the first time. No, like, they were, it like, was like in a, a relationship. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was the next morning mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. And um, that would have been so much more embarrassing, I think. Oh. But it's cute. It's cute it's, nonetheless. When they have their first meeting and she like hits him and then he calls her killer. He's like, easy killer. And then he calls her killer like the rest of the book. And the For next book, one too. strike. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Alright, let's talk about Lacey. Uh, Lacey, am I, Lacey. Am I rushing? Do you no, know you're good. I'm rushing? Okay. We're good. Um, so we first meet Lacey when she comes to visit for their birthday, which actually is before Thanksgiving. Their birthday right. is the Fox-a-ween. beginning of November. I love this. And they do a Foxoween because it's I love the it of November. So yeah. And Gaz decides they're going to do. Fox-a-ween. I love Gaz. He is one of my favorite characters in this book. Well, that's, I have a question for that later. Okay. So just okay. Sorry. Chill your knickers. Um, <laughs> Someone's very British all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we read two British books in a row, and now I'm yeah. reading a book that's set in Australia. I am on the struggle bus with accents <laughs> right now. Um, so, uh, anyway, so we first meet her when she comes for their birthday. She's they're twin sisters. So if you haven't right. read this book, Lacey and Bex are twin sisters, Twins. but they're the they're the quintessential twin opposite. Yin and yang. So like, they're they're that they're that really cliche opposite twin thing. Like honestly, oh, that is cliche. Yeah, the opposite twin thing. Um, and that's what they are. So Bex is really sporty and like 
she doesn't really care about how she looks and she's she dumped you know, her laid back in the trash can and like yeah she's laid back and she but and she's Lacey's also like prom queen and she, yeah and, and Lacey's gonna be a doctor and she's all you know the class valedictorian and she's and all those smarter things. than everybody else and and they even do the thing where Bex has straight brown hair and Lacey has curly blonde hair because they I'm, just can't look alike either I think Lacey is a bleach blonde. I think it's never mentioned. They don't ever say that because they talk but, about the picture where they're seven and Lacey's a blonde and she's a brunette. Oh, maybe I just missed that. Well, it could just be that, like, you know. She I'm auto-filling. I'm auto-filling. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Lacey ends up being a central character in their love story for, like, all the wrong reasons. Ugh. All the fucking wrong reasons. All right. So, um, like, I just have a few things. That I want to say about Lacey. But I don't know how to like actually ask questions about these. I just I feel you. like I just feel like she's really a media whore. And and we get this like from her before she's even like brought into the media fury right. that is like Bex being she, I think his it's, girlfriend. it's Lacey is been obsessed with the idea of being famous. She mm-hmm. has always been center spotlight. When mm-hmm. they got to when they went to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, she was pro- she was unanimous, unanimous, almost unanimously vo- nominated, uh, voted for prom queen, minus the fact that she voted for her sister and not herself. Right, right, right. I mean, she went to they went to Cornell, which I, if I have, I grew up in less than thirty minutes from Cornell University my whole life, and, mm-hmm. and it is such a when. Authors want to talk about an Ivy League school, and they think they're talking about an underrated Ivy League school. They always talk about Cornell. <laughs> Bitches, it's barely a school. Like, y'all need to fucking calm down. <laughs> Cornell's a great university. It's got a lot of great programs. But can we fucking stop making it this mystical, magical thing? I'm saying New York is gray. It's not Look, beautiful. I... I actually have to say, I think it was a wise choice to choose a school like Cornell because it's Ivy League without like being like. Well, I feel like I I feel like the more cliched choice would have been to choose something like Brown, right, or Yale, or NYU, or whatever. NYU, yeah, yeah, NYU. That's the one that I would thought they would have done. Right, it's very cliche because Um, med school and the arts and all that. Yeah, right. But, like, from the jump, when Lacey comes over to see her sister, she's more interested in seeing Nick than she really is her sister. Because she's a fucking media whore and a stalker, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, it's about seeing the famous people. I bet she's one of those people that goes to L.A. and, like, sits out in front of freaking famous people's front yards. I mean, I can't say I, prob- I probably would do that. <laughs> Not because I want to be photographed, but I just want to see them. Right. But you still acknowledge they are people, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lacey thinks if she just gets her foot in the door, she's going to be one of their people. They just Mm -hmm. need to recognize it. It, it, It's just Lacey's used to being the center of attention. And as soon as Lacey's not the center of attention, she just fucking melts down. And she tries to blame Bex for all of this. Like, oh, a so, thousand percent. The reason Freddie doesn't want to be with her is Bex's fault. The reason she can't be with Freddie is Bex's fault. It, 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 it's just the reason that she feels so out of control is because Bex abandoned her at Cornell. And yes, yes, of course. I mean, because it's all these forbid, things. She drops out of med school 
Did you mean to ring that? No, I hit it with my knuckle on accident. Um, <laughs> she drops out of med school because Bex needs her. Never mind the fact that she doesn't even tell <laughs> Bex. Did Bex ever ask? You she doesn't her? even. She doesn't even tell her that she dropped out. Bex found out that she was back in England. Because back of in the London. damn opening of that weird ass restaurant. Because of a tabloid, yeah. Uh, one of Tricky Tony's. Uh, Fuck Tony. Yeah, um, so she like makes photo ops for herself. She's a real media whore. Um, she hooks up with Tony, who everyone has warned her about. Is a drug dealer. It's a drug dealer, and they get caught together, and then she flips off the paparazzi. Also, and again, this is Beck's fault, in her opinion. Also, the uh, club that he's opening in Paris is, like, royal-themed, and she goes as Bex. Yeah. She kind of a- goes as her twin sister. <laughs> what it's the fuck? fucking rude. Oh. And then, of course... I think so- part of Lacey's problem is... She thinks Bex is living the life she deserves. So in her mind, Bex doesn't want this. Bex never wanted this. This is something I want and I need. And it's not fair Mm -hmm, that Bex gets mm -hmm, it and mm -hmm, I don't. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And the whole we're a package deal. uh, No. You're too different. I'm surprised they went to college together. I'm really surprised their parents encouraged them to go to college together. I think... I think even though Bex, they talk about how uh, headstrong she is and how assertive she is, her weakness is Lacey. Yeah. It's always been Lacey. She's always taken a backseat to Lacey all the way even back to when they were like picking their rooms. Yeah. Like she. She like, just Lacey is used to caving. Of- well, okay. The first time I realized Lacey was never going to like, was always the first time I realized Lacey sucked, like mm-hmm. really sucked, is yeah. when Bex tells the story about them at school and Lacey cheated, and she just took the punishment for her. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she rolled over and just gave in to Lacey and her, and I was like, "Oh, Lacey well, just gets what Lacey wants." This is yeah. It, period. And then, of course, in this book, the ultimate betrayal is that she tells Clive. Who, spoiler alert, t- turns out to not be a good friend. Terrible friends. He's created this uh, online blog, whatever. blog yeah. called The Royal Flush, in which he basically just totally craps oh. on his friend. Oh, his All friend of his friends. entire life. Yeah. All of his friends. Right. So Lacey tells him that Bex kissed Freddie, which was. Not an appropriate wow. thing for them to do, but she... Terrible does. thing for as a sister to do. Like, well, it wasn't good that they kissed each other, but her going and saying that, like, wow. She betrayed Bex, period, in that right. moment. Right, right, But at the end of the book, um, do you feel like she redeemed herself by uh, getting Clive on tape for the blackmailing? I think it's the start of redemption. Yeah, I don't I, think it was redemption. I think it's, um, I, I think it's a little cliche. It's a little too late in my opinion. But of course, Bex being who Bex is, she forgives her. And like, I, Bex is a better person than Lacey, period. Yeah, but, yeah, but even though they are able to get married, again, these are spoilers, even though they're able to get married secretly, we still don't know what's going to happen the next day publicly. Right. Not until the next book. 
Yeah, we actually don't even find out if they officially do get married. Or are allowed to get married or what mm-hmm. happens with the media coverage. We literally yeah. leave end off on some of the... It's probably one of the worst book like cl- uh, cliffhangers I've ever dealt with. Well, and I think what's so great about it is like... I didn't think they were going to write a sequel and they weren't really writing a sequel. It was just like, this is where it ends. How do you think it ended? Bullshit. It it ends in bullshit. That's what I think to that. That was brilliance. It was brilliance. It was. Um, All right. So we've been talking about Freddie. So he's the playboy of the family. Right. Um, He has slept with everyone, even B. He's a sexual philanthropist. He is a sexual philanthropist. Um, Was it inevitable that he would have gone for Bex while she was single? No, I, what I think, okay, so Freddie is not used to female friendships without more. I don't think he has female friendships. And I also think, right, and I also think he sees, he has had, never had a woman in his life that loves him just as is. That Mm -hmm. is a paternal, a maternal, you know, love that is just, I mean, he didn't ever get to know his mom. Hey, right. he, he, he had nannies. His grandmother was the fucking queen of England. So right. she doesn't get the, to be another, a normal grandma. And he's um, the spare, not the and heir. And he's the so. spare, not the heir. His dad is a fucking rock of a human uh, being who has no Prince emotions. Prince and Dick. I think he's not used to having platonic love. Mm-hmm. And when Bex showed him affection in a platonic way that was sisterly and how much mm-hmm. she cared about him he got confused and i mean yeah and with that with everything that stacked against him i think it was inevitable mm-hmm. you know and um i mean i think while he she was single they were still in each other's galaxy so much that i think like well they were friends little- by that point right like that that little slip up in the closet where they're drunk and everything is electric and they're in this tiny space and they're fumbling around and everything like to me that kiss made sense plot wise right um i don't think it was right but plot wise it did right i really really this is the big complaint i have about this book this is the big complaint okay i really don't like that they kissed again and not just kissed again but that he told her he was in love with her and let's run away together and let's let's we don't have to be a part of this world anymore her brother is engaged to her or his brother is engaged to her and um like they're getting married she's telling you yeah. she's frustrated as your friend and you took advantage of that situation yeah. kissed her and told her you were in love with her it was gross it was inappropriate a thousand percent it created a love triangle that was not necessary, necessary. And this is coming from somebody who loves a good love you triangle. You do. It's one of your favorite, like, uh, cliches. It is. It is. It's one of my favorite tropes. I love it. But in this case, it didn't work. And I, I want to allude to the second book for a second because I don't think it doesn't go away. Like, it's no. still there. And while Bex is trying to build just that friendship with him, he can't really do that because he's and in I, love with her. I really think, one, Freddie needed therapy. But that both the boys did because their mom is literally just disappeared in front of them. Mm-hmm. But I really, truly think Freddie does not know how to separate female love. 
Yeah, he doesn't. And, he's never, even all the girls in his inner circle, like B says, everybody's slept, slept with Freddie. Everybody's done it. Like, he doesn't have female friends. He has people he hooks up with. Yeah, and I really think Freddie just doesn't know how. He mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I'm sure he's a good shag. He's got a lot of experience, and he I seems mean, to, everybody, that, everyone seems to want to do it with and him. And they want to so. keep doing it with him. So there's mm-hmm. got to be something there. Yeah. I don't think that L- Lacey loved him. She says she did, but I think Lacey I think Lacey felt like she was deserved Freddie. Yeah. I think both of us are going to have our princes. No. No, no. bitch. I no. think that's what it is. Is she thinks, well, her sister got a prince. She deserves a prince. Mm-hmm. Bex is getting a royal wedding. She deserves a royal wedding. She right. just thinks life is equally fair for her as it is for Bex. Now, well, yeah, I mean, I mean the the party that are sorry, the uh the horse racing when yeah, when Lacey tries to get badges for Tony and his friends. Well, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm with Bex. Why can't I have passes for my friends too? No. no. This is literally the royal box. Like the queen has decided who's in here. You don't just get to bring up drug dealers. No. Mm-mm. It is very um it's very much Louisa and her sister. And this yeah. has to be this has to be a trope, like the it is. undeserving sister or whatever. It is. The, it is. I'm sure it is. The selfish sister. But it's mm-hmm. just it's very it's very kind of Bex to ignore all of her sister's flaws over and over again. She tries. So hard. And I know that she didn't want her to like I really feel like she didn't want Lacey to have to stop hooking right. up with Freddie. She didn't want that, but it and she didn't really want to be the bad did, guy, right? But it really did hurt her relationship with Nick. A thousand um, percent. Um, all right, so Bex's parents play a big role in this book. God, I love even her dad. They live in Iowa. Bex's dad dies during her breakup with Nick. This ends up being the thing that brings them back together. Is this so believable? So- Cliche? Yes. It is very believable. Like, yeah. Um, I honestly think that's the reason, I mean, Nick went, wanted to be there for her. Mm-hmm. He cared about her father. He was heartbroken. Like they wouldn't let him go to freaking Iowa for the funeral. Yeah. Like he, he sent a reef so big, three people had to, had carry, to carry it. it right. And then signed it. Steve and Steve family. family. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's very much a, I've always loved you kind of thing. I I missed you. And all I wanted to do was be with you because I knew you were hurting. It is. I, I don't think that like it might've borderlined on cliche, but I really do think that they both loved each other. They've always loved each other. They needed to find their way back to each other. And that seemed like the appropriate time. Like, you know, maybe not while someone's grieving their dad, but like also showing up for somebody while they're grieving their dad. Yes. That's really important. Um, I don't I, think they ever stopped loving each other. I oh, think no. The, they love each other 100% the whole time. The circumstances prevented them from being the couple they needed to be. I feel like Nick prevented them from being the couple they needed to be. Because I don't, of fear. He had a fear of the media because his mom, which this story um, was inspired by Will and Kate. Holy, oh my God, this story is so it, Will and Kate. It, well, and the authors admit that, that they were inspired by Will and Kate to um to write this and the difference is that kate obviously is not american um where bex is but um how funny though they predicted Meghan markle right like 
I know. An American coming in and swooping up a prince is fucking Meghan Markle. Like, how the hell did they predict that shit? But if you follow William and Kate's relationship, they it was messy. It was over a very long point in time. And you can actually see pictures of Kate where she was hiding in the backseat under a blanket. Like, yes. Get well, and you way. can like, see in, like, early pictures, they have the eyebrow. I mean, even the thing about the eyebrows, right? Yeah. Kate, like, had those I, thin, paper-thin eyebrows. She, well, those her hair. Well, cool in the early 2000s. Right, but, like, like, the change of her appearance over, She like, lost once, a lot of weight. Well, and the way yeah. they changed the way she looked, like, mm-hmm. It, they were subtle changes, but mm-hmm. they matured her and made her more appropriate, right? right and right. that is a thing the firm does in real life. They they quaff to be this idea, do. right? This is my assumption, and, and and I think we can be. I think we can be safe in that assumption because that's part of the reason why Harry and Meghan left. Like, right? They were trying to make Meghan into being somebody else, and what bothered him, what bothered Harry, was that that's what they did to his mom and she ended up dead. Right. You know? And so this book parallels the William and Kate relationship, but instead of yeah. the princess, princess Emma, who is, you know, basically princess Diana, yeah. instead of her dying because the media hounded her. I mean, how they even fucking mentioned Diana's haircut. I know they do. Right? Like they do. Oh that, God. Yeah. That nineties feathery Feathered, thing. short. Yeah. yeah. I mean, instead Which really of, it looks like cute people, cute on people that have the same face shape as Diana. Right. And (laughs) instead of killing Emma, what they do is that the media drove her crazy. Oh, they kill her inside instead. Right, right. Which is way worse, I think. So Nick is really afraid to have a public relationship because he doesn't want the same thing to happen to her. Right. What You're right. He needed therapy because just because it happened to his mom doesn't mean that's going to happen to everybody. And actually in the book, we talk about how one of the characters talks about how Emma was already a little like, yeah, she maybe had some. She was fragile. Yeah. She was um wasn't the phrasing broken bird? Yes, that's what it was. Like something yeah. like that that like Emma was always a broken bird. Yeah. She wasn't she wasn't Bex. She wasn't strong like no. Bex's. No. But um but I, I don't I do see think- how her and Dick ever got together. Honestly, even the way like they describe Emma mm-hmm. and they describe Dick back then, like I don't see those two being a pair. Well, I mean, the same thing is true of uh, um, Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't see what was up with them. Like, a lot of people didn't see it. I mean, they ended up getting divorced, which was a, right. was a big deal. But that's because he cheated on her with the nanny. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I, I love her parents. I love her parents. Fancy Nancy. Fancy Fancy. I love I love that she gets a bathrobe that says Lady Nancy, Nancy. and Earl Earl's like after all I am, I am an Earl. <laughs> I and love her dad so much. I love the baseball talk. I love that they're like the Cubs fans, the Cubs fans, and the Cubs. Americana of a coucherator. Like yes. that is something that only could be made here. By the way, I did Google it. It's not called that, but there are now coucherators. There are now couchurators. Um, it's basically like a little beer fridge, yeah, inside your couch. I, I, well, and what like, Gas wants one in uh, uh, British they Racing all want Green. One. They all want one. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, there's a lot of characters in this book. There are just a lot, of so many. So I don't really want to unpack all of them, but I wanted to know what your who your favorite was, or if you had 
several favorites, you know, what, who was your favorite? So I like Scylla and Gaz alone and I like Scylla mm-hmm. and Gaz together. I think Scylla yeah. is a true friend to Bex from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And same as Gaz. Gaz mm-hmm. is just, he is your best friend. Mm-hmm. He is instantly your best friend and mm-hmm. he truly cares about you. And yes. I so would have been in that betting pool about them getting together. 100%. 100%. They 100%. are obviously destined to be together. They are going to either kill each other or fuck each other. That's There's no in between. <laughs> and you know what? It works for them. Yeah. It works for them. Uh, they're also my favorite characters. And I have to tell you, so I lived in England for a semester mm-hmm. in college. I was 21 when I lived there. And I lived on a floor with there were six rooms on the floor so it was me and five other girls and one of my flatmates name was amanda who's from yorkshire Uh and is a ginger haired lady so she reminds you of scylla she's she's so much like scylla it's not even just in appearance like when i'm reading scylla i'm hearing my friend amanda who is so amazing we still are friends on facebook and occasionally chat there um you know like obviously we have different lives now because we live across the world from each other but right she's a mom i'm a mom like when we met she was all of 19 years old and like she's scylla she's so much like scylla and Gaz just reminds me of like James Corden, but like fifteen years ago. Like I picture oh, James like, Corden, um, like uh, Doctor Who Corden, not yeah TV Corden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. He's uh, before he got Americanized. Yes, exactly, exactly. Actually, that that's good. That's good, exactly. Actually. And I just think, like, I love that they loved each other the whole time, but they oh, just yeah. like waited for the right moment. And honestly, if Bex and Nick would have done that, they probably would have, you know, we would have had way a book. better. Yeah. We would have had a book, though. Um, but yeah, they're my favorite, too. And I actually, I know she's not the most liked character, but I also really like B. <laughs> I like B. But I Lady also, Bollocks. Lady Bollocks. <laughs> I like B because of how faithful she is to Nick. Yes. We all need a yes. friend like that that is right or die. Yes. And while she likes Bex, her loyalty is to Nick and her job is her mom was best friends with Nick's mom. She right. knows the truth. She knows right. what Nick went through. She knows. Right. And she's the only one apart from Bex so, that knows. So in B- B's defense, that's her guy. Right. She is doing what her mom would do for Emma. Right. She right. is protecting her friend. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we all need that one friend. We need that right. one friend that is ours. Ride right. or die. Ride or die. Yep. And I love the the line where Bex says, well, or Bex just kind of is talking to B and she's like, somebody had to pick Nick in the divorce. And she's like, well, most people have the courtesy to do both. And B's like, that's not how we roll around here. Like, no. he and, has been my friend since we were babies. Like, And then like 10 minutes later, she catches her in the freaking treehouse going at it. <laughs> with Jimmy. With Gemma Sands, yeah. which is the person that Nick lost his virginity to, who has also slept with Freddie, and both of them say, I wonder if we're the ones that turned her gay. That's how, And Bex goes, that's not how any of this works. Not how this works, guys. <laughs> Why do men always think that it's their thing? No. But anyway, I really like B. I think um, she's... Lady Bollocks. Lady Bollocks. I think that she is... Has a great sense of humor that is well hidden, and you it's get a so lot dry. More, it's fantastic. Like when at Fox of Weed, when she's dressed up as uh, Marie Antoinette with all the same boys feeding them cake. <laughs> 
Um, you get so much more of B oh. in the second book. Like her I and love um, so Gemma, much. you get a lot of them in the second yes. book. Yes, and, and you know, and you know what? I think we earned it. We did. We earned B in the second more B in the second book. When she gets caught with Gemma for the first time, she's like, "I'm a very erotic person, and I'm with a woman. Like, get over it." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, leave us alone. I haven't seen her in two months. Yeah, go away. We have no shit way. to do, and it right. doesn't include you too. <laughs> right. And then, of course, of course, uh, uh, Freddie's like, maybe they need some help. <laughs> no, absolutely no. not, Freddie. <laughs> doesn't about you. All right, so we've already talked about um, we've already talked about Emma's mental health, but um, I want to know: Do you feel like um, so? What the family did is they kept the secret, right? Mm-hmm. They basically just kind of let the press believe that Emma was doing other things, um, or they just include, unwell, or just taking a step yeah, back. Yeah, they they would include her in in um, pre- presentations by just saying things about her, um, but she wasn't ever coming to things anymore and nobody actually revealed that she was mentally ill until Nick does it after he Mm -hmm. and Rebecca reveal that they're engaged. I mean, do you think the secret makes them bad people? I think they were dealing with the times. I think if they had mentioned in the seventies and eighties, when she was first did fall ill, that Mm -hmm. this was what was going on. They would be calling for like, they would be criticizing the queen and Prince Dick and the damn right and like they would be murdered in the right. public eye and right. they had to do what was best for the crown and mm-hmm. what was best for the crown was protecting emma right and themselves so right. i mean it's i don't diff- know that i yeah i don't think that it necessarily makes them bad people um but it reminds me again of red white and royal blue like Henry wasn't allowed to be gay right right having that secret out would well and they the say something world. about that in this right the crown doesn't have time yeah. for homosexuality or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do talk about somebody uh, can't be gay or something. Oh, um, or sexuality isn't a choice in the royals or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that like I don't think it makes them bad people. And I actually don't even I don't even hate on Prince Richard Dick Prince Dick for wanting to have divorced her and moved on. Like, I mean, she's not he, deserves to be, he deserves to be happy. Yeah. But I mean, if he I really don't judge that them, now, but I, but I feel like now here we are in 2022. And like, I feel like now these kind of causes somebody mm-hmm. famous or, um, you know, Royal having mental health issues and being honest with that, it would make so much movement. Right. Um, in the cause. Yeah. In the cause. Right. But um, it, it just, I mean, while I think Richard does deserve happiness, mm-hmm. I think um, he also needs to realize the situation he's in. He's yeah. in between a rock and a hard place, and mm-hmm. he's never, he, he could be happy, but it's going to have to be in private. And I don't think it's that he doesn't love her. I mean, he makes an incredibly intimate painting of her. And I don't oh, mean intimate, very much so naked. He like, he it's paints, just, it's just very um, romantic in the sense yes. that you can see how much he still loves her. He's poured his love into yeah. that painting. So he obviously has feelings. You can't do something like that without feeling. Right. It's just, so. um, 
Yeah. I'm going to link this article below because um, the next thing on my list to talk about was how the parallels William and Kate and Henry and Megan uh, or Harry and Megan. I did it again. See, this is the problem with red, white and royal blue. It totally fucked with me anyway. Um, so Harry and Megan, but I, I'm not going to, we don't need to talk about them anymore since we've talked about it a lot, but there's an article in which when the second book came out, our authors were interviewed and they talked about how interesting it was that like they kind of predicted this. Right. What it really was, was they just thought it would be funny to write. And they just had no idea what was going on in the background. It's just funny. They liked the idea of William and Kate. And then they kind of made it. They made Harry. Harry was a helo, was a helo operator in the real Marines. Mm -hmm. And Freddie is a helo pilot in here. I I mean, and he's redheaded and like, I know. I know. It's just the parallels are hard to not see, man. I know. All right. So, okay. So, we always talk about movies that were made on books when they have made them. This almost was one. This was almost one. Um, Lauren Graham bought the rights to it or her production company or she was going to direct it or something. But um, it fell through. The option did, yeah. The option has lapsed now. Um, but so that's not going to happen. Um, so I want to know dream casting. Okay. Um, so I think like, let's just go through the list and you can tell me who you think and we'll talk about it. So first okay. let's, start with, let's start with Bex. Okay. So you and I have two different people on our lists. Uh huh. Um, I picked, um, I'm going to say her name wrong. Maya Mitchell from the Fosters. Is she the one that's Australian? Yes. Okay, I know who she is. I just need a picture in my head. Yes. And I have Haley Lou Richardson, who's from Five Feet Apart. They Which look either. alarmingly alike. And they both could, they both can play older and younger. Mm-hmm. So I think both would be very good for this role. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also think, think I, and I cannot think of her name off the top of my head. Hang on, let me look it up. Keep going. Um, the... I also had one more in mind. She's the daughter of the chick from... Back to the Future. I know. That's oh my gosh, we're about to say the same person. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Is her name Zoe? Zoe Thompson. It's uh, Zoe or Joe. It's Zoe uh, Dutch or yeah, Zoe Dutch. Zoe Dutch. 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 Yes, her. Yes. Oh yes. my god, April. That has to stop. That that was exactly the person. The other person I was thinking of. She's Leah Thompson's daughter. Daughter, yes. Um, From and, the future, yeah. And I think she would be another one. Like I was kind of torn between her and Haley Lou Richardson, and like, which they feel, look very similar. They all two. three look similar, so yes. I think it could go either way. Um, all right. So how about Nick? Freddie Stroma from uh, Bridgerton and Harry Potter. Which one is he in Bridgerton? Keep, okay, go Google his image real quick. You'll know okay. who I'm talking about. As soon as you I see him. Beforehand, right? You wrote Tom Holland, which I can see that too. But I think he's taller than Tom Holland. Yeah, and I is. think And I think Tom Holland's too small. Okay, so I know who this guy is based on his picture. But, you know, now that I'm thinking about it... Um, yeah, you're probably right. Tom Holland's too small. Um, what about the other guy from Bridgerton, the youngest brother in Bridgerton? Um, which youngest brother? Not the youngest brother, like the the one that uh, intended f- that will marry uh, that 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 um that uh Penelope's into. Yeah, 
what about him? I think his hair's too dark. I, I, he, he is, but just it doesn't work for me. Well, the other one I thought was Tom Eggleston. No, that's not his name. Eggleston. Maybe that's it. The one that, um, the one that, uh, the the one that plays in Bohemian Rhapsody. That's it. Oh, um, um, what's his name? You're talking about Rami Malik? Not, no, no, I'm not thinking of Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm thinking of the Elton John movie. <laughs> oh, the from the key, the kid from uh, the Kingsman as well. Yes. Uh, what's his um, name? Elcott. Elcott. Damn. What is his Karen name? Egerton. Egerton. He's got a weird last name. Yes. He would be good. You know, he'd be a good Freddy. He would be a good Freddy. He'd be a good Freddy. He's he got the personality for Freddy. Yeah, he would. He would. Um, he would for Freddy. Freddy, I need a Prince Harry doppelganger. I can't not picture Harry. Yeah. Um, I need a Harry doppelganger. So this person, Harris Dickinson. I don't know who I that know. is. I got to Google him. So he is from the newest, um, he is from the newest King's Man movie, which is the prequel. And he would actually be okay. Oh, he's as cute. Nick, too. He would be okay. As oh, Nick. he'd look really great with red hair too. And he kind of looks like Harry. Thank you. So he kind of looks like, like Harry. That would work. Him with red hair would, would do it, I think, as Freddie. Okay, like Dove Cameron, I'm going to give you a, for that, Homegirl has had so much plastic surgery, she looks like a Barbie doll. Yeah, but Lacey is a Barbie doll. No. 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 Ariel Winters. Ariel, Ariel Winters has two Monday dark features. Like She's Lacey. booby. She matter. can, okay. You're going to come at me with Ariel Winters' booby, and you're not happy that Dove Ham, Camp. Because Dove, Dove Cameron, Cameron okay, is? Lacey is a natural beauty. She is naturally pretty. Lace, Dove Cameron is not naturally beautiful anymore because of all the plastic in her face. All of these young Hollywood starlets have plastic in their face these days. Okay. I think she's Lacey. I, I see it to a T. But she actually might be too old. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They they have to play all the ages, right? Because they start in college right. and they go. So they have to be an actor that can play young and old at the same time. Right. right. All right. So Scylla. So obviously we the one we were just talking about was Lacey. But like Scylla here, I put Florence Pugh because I just love her and I want to cast her. All the See things. Scylla in darker hair like Maisie Williams. She needs to have red hair. She's a ginger. Like I, I really secretly would cast Karen. Oh, Gillian. Karen Gillian is exactly, but she's too old. Right, but she's too old. <laughs> okay, so we actually had a text argument about Gaz. We did have a text argument about Gaz. Uh, so, <clears throat> like to me, he looks like James Corden fifteen years ago. Like James Corden's too old now. James Gaz Corden's is a personality. Now. Gaz is a personality. He is, but. Guys, go on Instagram and look up the model Adam Henry. He's American, so like he's not British. But if we could put a little red hair dye on him and give him a like a light ginger, well, he's already a ginger. Sorry, never mind. If we could just make him have a British accent, Mm-mm. that's our guy. No, okay, that's listen, our guy. hear me out. Hear me out. Jason, I'm gonna say his name wrong. Badalyn, Badalyn, Jacob Badalyn from the Spider-Man films. No. Now I know. He's uh, yes. Okay. Hear me out. He has that ability to be humorous and serious. 
But to me, he doesn't look anything like how Gaz is described. He's not. He's described as round. That is the thing that's is described as. No, him. he's not just round. He's, I understand the actor is Hawaiian and tan, and he looks nothing like a British man. But I am nothing telling like a British man. But he just. It's the personality. It's the vibe. He's the vibe. I'm telling you. Mm-mm. I'm telling you. Mm-mm. And I'm telling you. Okay, so I like my choices for B. Um, so I, Sophie Turner, yes, I think that she could do bitchy well as well. I think that's good. I don't know who Elizabeth Gillies is. She was in um, a show on Nickelodeon called Victorious. She played a dark-haired girl, but she's on Dynasty, and she plays, like, this bitchy sister, and she would actually be perfection as B. Perfection as B, honestly. Well, I mean, I can see it. I looked her up. I can see it. I I, I put down Anna Taylor-Joy. She's from The Queen's Gambit, and she played yeah. in the new Emma mu- movie. And, like, to me, that's that's B. Oh, no. It, it, B has more severe features in my mind. Like, they're very... She has very severe features. Okay. I don't, I don't know that she's... Um, I think she needs a little bit more meat in her because yeah. she's pretty skinny. And B is, in my opinion, I picture her more curvaceous. Hurdy. Like, uh, well, sturdy. Because sturdy because she rides horses, she right? Rides she's all the time. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Joss. So, I put Lucy Boynton. She was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. That's why I was saying that. She plays the wife. Of, uh-huh. She uh, does. Freddie Mercury. And I pick Zoe Kravitz, which I think Zoe would really be fun in that role. Just because I love Zoe Kravitz. I don't picture it. I don't picture it. I mean, Joss is wild. And anytime you want to picture wild, I guess Zoe Kravitz is a good call for it. Yeah. She's just not how I, honestly, this, the cast of this book could use some diversity. So having Zoe Kravitz in there might be helpful because everybody in this book is white. Like, right. Right. And then for Clive, I think Reggie Jean Page, which I'm saying his name wrong and I'm sorry from Bridge, yeah. season one of Bridgerton. I think he yeah. would be excellent as Clive. Excellent. I don't think he could play young Clive, though. So I no, think I think we would have there. to find a younger actor for him. But, right. like, current day and age Clive, where they're, like, engaged and they're going through mm-hmm. all this, I think that man has a face for manipulation. He does. Um, I, I said Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, he's from... Um, the kick-ass movies, but he's also from the newest King's Oh, he's a good, he's a good little boy. He's exactly how I picture Clive. I, I see, I, I pick, because he's so, like, weaselly, I picture narrow features, right? Mm-hmm. So, somebody skinny and, like, streamlined. No, I, you just need to see the new King's Man movie and you'll understand why. <laughs> He's Clive. Uh, but this is a great book. I love this I, book so Oh, much. I love it too. I love it too. Um, I don't really have anything else. And we've hit either. the hour mark. We're a little over. Um, um, let me go through my notes real quick on my phone. I don't think I have anything else I wanted to talk about. I love her dad. I think we covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad's death was just- so sad. So very sad. Okay. So, oh, I know what I wanted to say. There's one quote in here I wanted to say. Um, Go ahead. Bex is always fixing things for everyone. Mm -hmm. 
And I think, like, that is a theme in here where it, Bex is a fixer. And it, it would have been really nice. And I it, this actually gives us a bell. I needed to see more of that established in her relationship with Lacey. Because they make it seem like Lacey and her have this great relationship. And then all of a sudden, Lacey just turns into this spiraling piece of shit. And I think we needed flashbacks, just a few or stories or something, showing us... You thought Other we than, needed more than what we got? Yeah, I think we just need a little bit more of mm-hmm. seeing Bex constantly coming to the rescue of Lacey and her self-centeredness. But Well, you wanted to you wanted to ask the question um, if... Uh, oh, about um, Clive. Did, did Clive do this because of his jealousy of Nick or because... Of his love for, for Bex. Bex. I honestly think it's all about Nick. And it on page uh on page 433 mm-hmm. when they actually are confronting him, he said certainly it couldn't be to do with you, could it? Um then it says uh Clive's vibrating with something I can only classify as the beginning of a tantrum. God, you're arrogant. You can't even fathom that you might have put a foot wrong. I'm sick of being the only person who isn't in your thrall. Sick of people wetting themselves just to stand six feet from you. What did you do to deserve it? What makes you better than any of the rest of us? I think that's the answer right there. That it really was about Nick. And I think that starts, but I think it, so that is the end and the the climax of Clive's rage. Mm -hmm. But I think the first tipping scale of that domino chain is when Bex pretty much pick dumps Nick. him. Yeah, picnic. I think it starts with Bex. I think, I think it started longer before Bex entered the picture. I think she was just the tipping scale. I you think she right. set him over the edge. You could be and right. Just this is my favorite there. quote of the book. This is not the life I would have chosen, but Nick would always be the person. And I love that line because that is how I felt about my time with Tom being active duty. Uh-huh. Not the life I would have chosen, but he is but always the always person. Been the person. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I do want to say um, I have the paperback edition. I also have the um, ebook edition. The paperback edition has the- an extra chapter, um, which is Freddie's side of the story. Autumn 2013. Here. Mm-hmm. And that is Freddie's side of the story of what happened. So if you pick up the uh, paperback edition, you can get that. The paperback edition of the the Air Affair also has a bonus chapter, which is Georgina's story, which is uh, Eleanor's sister. So um, it's really cute. Um, oh, we didn't talk about Freddie's misnamed girlfriends, Philopia. I don't know that we have time for this, Molly, but he had a lot of random misnamed girlfriends. Santa. Santa. He had somebody named Santa as his Flopia. girlfriend. What was the girl he met on the tube? What was her name? Flopia. Yeah. There's, like, and they're all, like, he just picks girls that are Also, gonna... when is the prince riding around on the on the tube? He's not. He's no. not. He's just being He's a smartass. He's just being a smartass. All right, so next week. Next week we are reading this book, Leanne Morty's Nine Perfect Strangers. I started it today, Molly. Holy shit. I can't wait. We are in for a good one. I can't wait. Um, I've only read one other book by her, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Pretty Little Liars? No. Pretty Little Liars. Um, Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. (laughs) I have read Pretty Little Liars, though, too. (laughs) Fuck's wrong Um, with me. Uh, who cares? <laughs> it's all good. All right, so that's it. Uh, we'll see you all next week.
Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was The Royal We by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.